Stay true, stay real, stay righteous. What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm going to have me a triple spilled rainbow sherbet. Tripled spilled? Yeah. You triple spill something? Is that. Is that three separate I, drops from the glass <laughs> hitting the table? I, I don't know. know. Mm. Not sure. But I, I like sherbet, so. Ooh, sherbet's great. I love sherbet ice cream. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite ice cream? Somebody asked me that the other day. I would say sherbet. I really do like it. Yeah. my So so when I was asked this question, someone had said, what's your favorite ice cream? I said, you know, cotton candy ice cream. <laughs> and they were like. Cotton candy. It's very specific. Yeah, they, well, yeah, so like, no. more like the common. Oh, it's ones, great. Like, you Dairy know, Queen, Neapolitan, yeah. you know, Superman, Rocky no. Road. No, 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 no. I mean, Dairy Queen has like a seasonal, a summer seasonal menu, and okay. you know, cotton candy is on it. It's okay. fucking awesome. Oh, it's cotton great. Candy ice cream. But naturally, they had the same reaction as you. They were kind of like, "What huh? the fuck is cotton candy?" <laughs> so, so they made the statement, you know, like if we ever visit like a creamery or like some kind of like you know well established ice cream producer, you know, like you mm-hmm. can tour or something. Right. She was like, you know, you're going to ask for a cotton candy? And I said, well, of course not. That's all subject. That's all subjective. Mm-hmm. Like, if I went to an ice creamery, I would get like, I'll take your finest chocolate ice cream. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because then it's a special. I would like item. your finest batch of whatever flavor you have available. <laughs> it was like, you know, that was a very, right. it was a very straightforward conversation. It was somebody yeah. just being like, that's kind of a goofy choice if we go to like a nice refined creamery. Because, you know, obviously, ice cream there is going to taste like it's God's gift to man. But, you know, a vanilla <laughs> but ice if cream. They have, hey, but if they do have a cotton candy flavor, you're more likely to try it. <laughs> because you're like, hey... It may not be Dairy Queen's right. cotton candy, but right. you know I would like to see their version and see if it matches up and see if I like it as well. Right, so. I would like to compare. Yeah, I mean, I would almost have to do it if they had cotton candy on the menu. I would just say, "Fuck it, let me try." I mean, the... I, I didn't even know that existed. You said it has pieces of cotton candy. Yeah, in it? it's really like, so. You know, like when you're a kid and you're eating cotton yeah. candy and you're naturally being messy with it. Yeah. As you're eating cotton candy, your fingers just absolutely get saturated in like saliva yeah. and sugar, <laughs> and you know how that right. goes. Yeah. So, so while you're doing that and you touch the cotton candy, like grab off pieces uh-huh. of it. You know how like. When the wetness touches the cotton candy, it creates like these kind of crystallized, you yes. know, hardness of the cotton yeah. candy. That's kind of like what they've done. Oh, so it's kind of like they've melted taken, like, onto the ice cream. Yes, they've taken, they've made like sprinkle oh. versions of cotton candy and they put it all throughout the ice cream. Oh, it's awesome! It tastes great. <laughs> oh, it's great. So it's kind of like you get the the best. Of, you know, when you go to the fair and you're trying to decide if I want to get a thing of cotton candy, if I want to get like a yeah. triple stacked ice oh, it's cream, it's not worth the mess. Wait you're till like, you know. no, I can go get both. <laughs> get cotton candy and ice oh, cream. Yeah. I can celebrate the the goodness. Somebody thought of that. Somebody invented. Like that's the kind of inventions we need more of. I know, right? man. It's a, it's a convenient <laughs> way to consume both. I don't oh. understand why that's not more acceptable. You know so what? This, this wasn't a socially yeah. acceptable answer, but yet I feel like it's completely well, I mean, practical. It's the truth, right? It's practical. I mean, you I want you ask and you shall receive. <laughs> I didn't say it was going to be con- a convenient answer for you. I just said it was going to be the truth, right? That's okay. I like it. I like Plus, it. I mean, you know, sometimes by doing that, you also, like you just did today, you revealed that, hey, there's other things out there than just this, you know, the typical go-to flavors or whatever right. <laughs> of ice cream or whatever it is or sure. ideology or whatever. We live in a really cool yeah. time. Ben and Jerry's, man. They have all kinds wow. of shit, you know. Ben and Jerry's. You know, I was thinking the other day, and I was thinking about, if you ever think about, 
Sometimes when I'm trying to do what I call self-improvement, I try to think about things that Shit. I'm really bad at. Self-improvement. <laughs> well, you know, you I, I, I acknowledge that I'm not. Chris, I'm not a, that Chris, I, we're human. We don't have well, to self Well, I understand that. But, you know, I, sometimes I like, to, I like to assess myself and decide, are there things about myself that I'm not okay <laughs> with or think me? I need to improve? So one of these things that I found is that I'm a really bad instigator. I like to instigate things. I'll agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you are. You really, yeah, you do. I like to put, I like to give these scenarios and get people worked up on things that I know it's going to upset them or get them excitable. Yes, I will agree And with then this. I'll just kind of sit back and watch things unfold. Yeah. But it's hard to fight being an instigator. Well, hang on. Well, well, hang on. Sorry, First off, ahead. you probably better you probably better define the fact that that when you instigate, you do it with a singular person. You don't necessarily create scenarios between right. two people. Typically, it's I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't necessarily try to like start fights or nothing right, like that. I'm right. not like doing that. But like, I will get in a conversation with a person, and I and I you'll push. Well, their, I'll, their I'll begin. I'll begin to know their certain triggers, and right. I'll just purposely <laughs> hit certain things. Just because I'm I'm fascinated because I'm fascinated right. by it. I'm fascinated right. to see how people react to their emotions. Hey, buddy, I hear the liberals are taking over. You do shit like that, don't right. you? Right. Well, so so I heard to, a liberal Armageddon's in, coming. Yeah. So so just to show you why I get why it's so hard to not want to instigate. So mm. I work with a guy, and I feel like I've I've mentioned him a few times. Oh but yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's a very he has these very out there philosophies, <laughs> um, and and I would say. Very much a lot of conspiracy. Well, well hold on. Conspiracy hold theorists. on for a second. You Sorry. have to admit that about 25% of his conspiracies, though, have uh, been true. I don't know. Well, it's all speculation. I don't know. So this guy's no. pretty much a, he's he's one of these people that he is very much into. Um, so to give you an example, the other day, however the topic came into play, he wanted to make sure that I understood that President Joe Biden is not actually running the government. Okay. That Barack Obama is actually directing O'Biden on what to do. And Wait a minute, a, hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait, wait. So so his theory is that Barack Obama is now the currently active so, president. So there is, there is essentially a shadow government, I guess, that yeah. is running our government, according to his theory. This is something I can't remember. I, I can't I remember. I can't is remember. That a, is that I can't a theory? Remember. I didn't even know what that was a theory. I figured I that's just what was going on. I mean, I mean, Barack Obama just he like addresses the public daily, and I mean, I mean, I just figured that's what was happening. So, anyways, because because I don't, I guess naturally, I don't think like that. I didn't just assume that was normal, but but because he'll say things like that, naturally, I have to start. At times, I almost want to bring these sort of conversations up, right? Because at times they do seem very ludicrous to me, at least. Mm-hmm. And and so I'm I'm more fascinated because the depths the rabbit hole you can go down with certain people is is fascinating. So I think that it promotes my instigating just simply to get them talking about these right bizarre topics to unveil to, to unveil right. their, their their true ideas about things. Yeah, that's but how you learn the, about. But at the people. same time, I I really need to stop because I feel like I'm really <laughs> upsetting some people. And at times, like I'm sorry, I heard some of the things I hear. I'm just like okay. Well, anyway, so. <laughs> So, anyways, I, I, that's things that I assess about myself. You know, I'm a really bad instigator. I used to always challenge people. I'd give them these scenarios that were impossible. Like it would be these scenarios. Like there is nothing you can do. Like I remember, and I'm gonna, and I'm sorry, this is gonna get a little graphic. But there was this guy. 
that we we were good oh. friends with, and and we were very young. We were maybe in high school or whatever, and he was kind yeah. of like the typical like I want to make sure that I'm never like not masculine looking. If that makes sense, <laughs> right? Okay. Like there is nothing. I'm never gonna be you know. I mean, he was a friend, but. You know, he kind of had that mentality. I don't want to say toxic masculinity, but he, he was a, a guy. He, you know, he was yeah. He had a complex. You know, it was all my tough guy. And he was a tough guy. Tough guy you know, you. but but he grew up in a tough household, and I think it was just kind of the mentality uh, he had. Yeah, so yeah. I got to be tougher than everybody. Yeah. But you know, so I, I knew how to trigger him. Right. I was going to try to challenge his manhood or his, <laughs> you know, his pride somehow. And that would be the way that it would get him all worked up and stuff. So I'd be Big like, surprise. man, I was like, you know, I'm going to do like a, I'm going to give you a scenario, and it would be something. You know, I remember one time, like I said, it's going to get a little graphic. Cause I'm just I was perverted and weird like this back naturally, in the day yeah, and disturbed and like I still am. But anyway, how <laughs> much has changed? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I said, you know what? It, what happens if you know you were in prison and <laughs> you know there there's fuck. there's this guy who's trying yeah. to have sex with you. Of course, it, of you course know that's how it happens in prison. Well, you know naturally, he's like, well, you know, who'd have to kill my ass or something? You know, to to for he get you know for he could get that out of me. You know, he was, you know obviously he was gonna fight back, and the guy would literally just have to like kill him before he could ever get that far with him. And I said, okay, I said, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna up the scenario for you. Let's oh, say Hillman no. Hillman and seven of his buddies come in there, right, right, and right. you don't get to fight back because they're right. holding you down. They're gonna take turns with you, right. And I'm like, there is no, there is no killing yourself either. I'm like, what are you gonna do? Like possible right. scenarios? The cell block. And he sisters, was literally yeah. to the point where he's like, well, I guess I'll just bite my tongue off and bleed to death. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, Chris. But you know, by that point, they're just like, I'm, I, you know, they're so fired up, you know, trying to, you know, like, I, I don't. Chris, why would drive, I do that? Why would I do that? These people to these existential, to these dark ends. existential thoughts. Like, what you? are you gonna? I don't know because maybe that's just where I live at, and I just feel like I need. To, to let yeah. people see into yeah. the, the abyss. But what if you can't get away? Put, take them into the abyss well, every once in a while. What if they down? <laughs> what if they grab your hair? God, Chris, I'll kill myself. Awful. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know why you do that. Are you really prepared to do that? It's like a Think twisted... Deep, dig deep down inside yourself <laughs> and see if you're really prepared to go to that length. What are you, what are you jigsaw? I don't are you know. jigsaw from the. No, so, so, <laughs> the, so the you know killer. what? Years later, I'm still doing it to some extent. I'm, I take it, I, I don't think I get that dark anymore, but. Right. But, <laughs> you know, Christ. I recognize, I'm like, hey, maybe I need to, like, not do that because if people aren't having existential crisis, I don't need to necessarily give them one, right? <laughs> No, because people would actively get worked what? up about it. Like, like you're not illu- get, they, you're not I- illustrating it correctly. Like, like when you would say when you would look at people and say, "So here's your options. So, so this person's going to do something to you, and this is like, what are you going to do?" They would say, oh, "Well, I would just I, I would just fucking kill them first. I would just stop them before that happened." And then you'd say, "But what if you can't?" What if the cell block sisters showed up and they all held <laughs> you down, and there was a back alley beatdown, and things were about to pursue? And then they would get even more fucked up and say, "I just, I just bite my fucking tongue off. I wouldn't fucking do it." Like, I mean, you, you get them, you get them freaked under out. pressure. I know. Under pressure. I'm like, I'm wanting to see. You know what's so fucked you up? Get so freaked out. So, that's so it's not too long ago, and and this is what this is what sort of disturbs me about it. Thinking about it, even when you put it in that perception. So I know how to. I know how to like. I, I, I had some. People. I had some weird, uh, some weird joy in putting people under psychological pressure <laughs> and seeing them react. And guess what? Duress. So, so did John Wayne Gacy. That was something he talked about. He said he would purposely put people in these psychological, like over the top, stressful situations because he loved to see how they would react during it. And I'm thinking, like, oh my god, I'm a psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> 
no, I don't want to be a psychopath. I don't want to. I don't want to harm people. So, so needless to say, I recognize there's an issue, and I'm like, maybe I need to not antagonize. But every once in a while, it is a little interesting to to see uh, where people's minds are. Well, I mean, you take you take the philosophy of of like Socratic questioning, except you just kind of you kind of it's kind of twisted. Like you just kind of make it really twisted. What are you gonna do instead of instead of asking someone what their mentality or what the their ideology about a situation is? You simply ask for I give the them reactions. <laughs> I know you ask for the reactions. These twisted. So I don't care what you think. Here's what's right. going on. And what, what if, would you do in this? Right. Well, what if a serial killer had you tied up and he was gonna he was taking a chainsaw and wanted to saw your head off? Like you ask for like weird things. Like, I mean, it's just... It, it, what if the chair's bolted down and you can't? It's and you're going to have to face an evident <laughs> painful death. What's going through your mind right now? <laughs> I don't know. I never thought about it. Why are you asking me this? Come on, think about it. What would you do in that situation? <laughs> no, seriously. When I think back, I'm like, fears? man. What are your I'm like, anxieties? why do I do that? I'm like, that's not normal. That's not okay. Man, I don't know. That's, that's like sociopath shit. It's right twisted. There. I think it's fucked up. What do we know? What do we know? We're not we're know. not therapists. We're not medical or mental <laughs> mental professionals. We're not we're not to say we're crazy or not. That's for the public to decide, right? We are psychopaths. We're the one who know. aired this twisted shit. So I mean, no, I, I don't think I want any genuine harm. I'm just genuinely fascinated by people. Right. It it it's at times I, my interactions with people is literally like I'm on a I'm on a movie or something. Like, this isn't real. <laughs> this person is a real human being that I'm speaking to. And I'm by all means I'm not a a, a superior, you know, a supreme or what do you call it, a, you know, a, I don't have a superiority complex or anything. Oh, right, I don't think yeah. I'm above the average person, but yeah. like there are times that I interact with people and I'm like like are you an actor? Is this are you, is this really how you are? Like right. I'm, I'm baffled. I'm amazed. A guy told me the other day at work he's like Man, I don't really know. I don't really know people anymore. He said, "I like I've distanced myself from so many people because nothing makes sense anymore." Really? And I'm like, "You're just now getting there." Well, <laughs> I've been feeling like that for the past 32 years. I'm like, I'm confused. You're just now having that recollection, man. I don't know. I don't understand anything. Nothing makes sense anymore, Chris. I'm like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you, your first time. You know that, that meme where they got, well, you know, it's your first time, huh, or whatever. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Morbid. So you've always felt that way. You've always felt disconnected in a sense from the other from other people. You know, I felt like th- th- there was a lot of times I would do things or react a certain way because it just seemed like that was what you were supposed to do. Uh-huh, right. But it never made, I never had the connections I think a lot of people did. Like, mm-hmm. things just seemed bizarre to me always through life. And I can explain, it could be anything. I mean, just the way people think about stuff, the way they act about things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I feel like there's always been sort of a disconnect. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. Maybe my perception of the world was just very different from a lot from a lot of the people around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think me and you have always been very inquisitive type types of people. Like we want to understand things on a denser level. We have a hard time accepting something at face value. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, we're analysts. I mean, we want to analyze. Analytical. Yeah, we're very we're definitely analytical. analytical. Which I mean, I don't. You know, I, I'm not trying to say we're we're such an anomaly. We're the only people in the world that that sure, act or think right. the way we do. But but I felt like a lot of my interactions with people in my personal life, I haven't met a lot of people that I connected to on that level. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It makes perfect sense. Especially as you get older, it's hard mm. to find people. It's hard to. F- I feel like as you get older, we become more segregated as a society. Like, think about kids. Like, I look at my daughter, and she's four. And, and there there are no societal constrictions that are present <laughs> amongst her and her peers. 
There's no, there's no, um, there's no class difference. There's no racial difference. Not really any cultural difference. I mean, everything is so subtle to them because they take things at face value, mm-hmm. or I'm, I'm sorry, because they refuse to see, they refuse to be affected by the, you know, the denseness mm-hmm. of society until they become conditioned to it, right? Yeah. Until they become made aware of it. So I feel like as we get older, we become more isolated as a whole. I would agree. I mean, a lot of people would say as they get older, their their group of people they associate with gets smaller. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that. I mean, you know, I'm sure that the more understanding you have of the world, too, you start to be more perceptive of the people around you and more aware that, hey, maybe everybody isn't somebody that I want to be around. Like, yeah. I'm starting to really interpret things and understand things better. I'm not realizing everybody ain't my friend or everybody isn't actually somebody that's you know, needs to be around or whatever. I think that happens as well. Yeah. I completely agree. I don't connect to you as much as I thought I did, right? We're not on the we're not connecting like I thought we did. It can happen. I think you get tired as you get older. Weary. Yeah. Somebody used to always tell me that's why <clears throat> old people are more grumpy and impatient is because <laughs> by that point, you know, when you get to a certain age in your life, you're just it. you're just weary. You don't care anymore. You're, you're like, I'm tired, it. whatever. You know. Please fix my fucking hamburger. Like how many I've done this for fifty years and I always had to come in here and have my hamburger. Just fucking do it right. Please. Right. right. I don't know if that's true. And I guess so. I guess as you get older, you're just not as tolerable as things because you just you've dealt with it for so long. You've existed for so long. <laughs> yeah, I think we do become more impatient the older we get. Because we I think the older we get, the the quicker we begin to break through the veil of society. Mm. We start to realize that that honor and pride and duty and integrity don't fucking matter. Do you think that's why a lot of people go through like midlife crisis? Yeah, I think I think it's an absolute. I think mm-hmm. it's a direct result of it. People realizing that none of it fucking matters anymore. <laughs> that's why they go buy cars and they go buy fucking whatever. They get they do something crazy because they don't care. It's a we we deem it as a crisis, but I'm like maybe it's an awakening. Mm. Maybe it's a new type of thought process that that brings them over the edge into that sector of wisdom. I mean, think about it. In the, you know, in the tribalistic times, you know, the elders were the the holders of wisdom. Mm-hmm. They had been around the longest. Respect your elders. Yeah, I mean they they had they had they had accrued enough experiences that could help make decisions on on major major impactful things. So, I think it's one of those things we've kind of gotten away from. We become a society that 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 doesn't look at that at wisdom at all anymore. We we become extremely arrogant. We only want to know what we what we know from the convenient sources. Does that make sense? Yeah, I agree. We have convenient lives that we create, whether it's based around, you know, the realities that we create with the news that's consumed with, I mean, you know, just anything, anything that affects your perception of reality is created by you. It's your choice to accept that reality or to challenge it. And I think that a lot of people are far more comfortable with, with accepting reality. Mm. They like the blue pill. It's easy. The red pill doesn't mean that you're against anything. I mean, it doesn't. To question those things, to challenge those things, doesn't mean you're necessarily against them. It's simply the act of questioning, of trying to have well, a deeper understanding. I would go of what's as far to even say that it's sort of an accepting of of how things some things are, right? But not necessarily choosing to fall in line with that. If that makes sense, right? right? The, the The truth is ugly. I mean, that's just a fact. We know that the truth is hard. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. 
but to not accept truth for a more convenient one is a, is a disservice to yourself. It's almost kind of like wig- willful ignorance. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So it doesn't matter whose side you're on. What matters is the truth. It's simple mm-hmm. as that. That's all it comes down to. Truth, truth. The truth shall set you free. Isn't that what amen stands for? Truth? Or this is truth? Whenever you say a prayer, whenever a lot, you know, traditional people will finish it with something like that, like amen, and it stands for this is this is the truth, or this is truth. Yeah, that is a little interesting piece of information. That I'm pretty sure that is what that means. Um, This is truth, or we speak truth, something like that. Yeah. Well, Chris, as always, it's been good. Absolutely. And if you enjoy what you heard tonight, we are streaming on all major platforms. And you can check us out on any of our social media accounts. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. And as always, everybody stay true, stay real, stay righteous.